Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. If you um, would open your Bible or take the Pew Bible out and turn to Genesis chapter 22. If you have it on your phone, you can do it there. Chapter 22 is the story of Abraham being called, by, tested by God to sacrifice Isaac. Isaac was his only son, um, the heir or the promise of God to many nations was coming through Isaac. And I'd like to read you just the first verse and a half and then skip down to verse 15 through 18. If you're having trouble finding it, it's on the wall behind me. But I'd like you to read along. Scriptures tell us, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Isn't it good to know that God knows your name and will call you by name? Abraham was not Jesus. He was a person like you and I who had flaws and sins and and was seeking God earnestly. God called down to him, Abraham. He said, here I am. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. I think this is very important to notice how, like God is talking to him and, and reminding him, the angel of the Lord's, going to talk to him in the latter section that we're going to read. But here God is saying, take your son, that's special. He's your son. He's, he's who we've talked about, who we've had conversations about. Uh, Abraham, I, I'm going to create great, uh, a great nation through your son. Take your son, comma, your only son. There's no second. There's no other. There's, this is it. The only one. Whom you love. Now I have four kids. Do you have kids? Do you have children? Anyone? Yeah? There are times I love all of my children. But there are times when I struggle with them. I struggle to find the, the, the love and the passion that I have for them. And sometimes it takes God to remind me that this is your child, the one you love. But I don't know if God was doing that with Abraham. I think God was reminding Abraham about how much his love was for Isaac because of the great sacrifice God was going to ask him to do. 
Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, because God knows his name. He knows who that is. And go to the region of Moriah. And then I intentionally skip with you to verse 15. Just leave it there and go to verse 15. The angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sands on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of all the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Go ahead, join me. Thanks be to God. You can do it. Thanks be to God. Right. Thank you. We're doing a sermon series called Sacred Trust. And last week we talked about Abram. If you were here with us, we talked about how Abram is Abraham before the name change. Often in the Bible, um, when there's a spiritual moment or something significant that happens in someone's life, there's a, a name change. Simon to Peter, right? Saul to Paul. Abram to Abraham. If you look it up online, you can find there's, there's, um, there's significance behind the change, especially when you go back into the Hebrew But we talked about Abram and how God called him out of his comfort zone, out of his family, out of the place where he lived, out of the place he was comfortable with. God said to him, go from this land. We talked a little bit about how, you know, uh, Terah was Abraham's father, Abram's father, and he kind of was going to Cana, but got stuck in Haran. And, and God called Abram to leave and go at 75 years old. And I use an acronym. You remember the acronym? It was GAME. G for go. A was that, we, that whenever we go from something, when we leave from something and go to some other new place or we leave someone, we have to be willing to at least acknowledge that there might be some grief that we have because we've lost something that we loved or knew or was familiar or comfortable with. And then we talked about M for making monuments because when God moves in our lives, we can make monuments. We can put things and save, put things in places and save things that signify that moment that we can share with other people about how God has powerfully changed us, how God has moved in our lives, and how we as Christians have an eternal view because of Jesus Christ. That's where we were last week. This week, what I wanted to share with you in, in the two weeks, we're talking about finding our blessing. Sometimes our blessing comes from God calling us from where we are to where we're going, right? I'm sure if you've been a follower of Jesus or a person of faith for some time, you know that God has moved you from point A to point B. 
But I think that this passage is really a difficult one for all of us. And it starts right off with God tested Abraham. If you've ever had God test you, you know it can take a number of different uh, God takes a number of different approaches with us. They're very personal. But they're also very powerful. I believe that the promise of God is worth the sacrifice of God. And last week we talked about going from a place and a family to somewhere else and how difficult that is. Have you ever moved? Have you ever gone to a different job? Have you ever gone to a different school? It's difficult. But today's passage introduces another level of difficult. I skipped the, the passage, the meat of the passage, intentionally because we don't understand the culture and the time in which Abraham lived 5,000 years ago, 4,000 thousands of years ago. It was a different culture and a different time. And I didn't want to get hung up on that because the passage to me is about a God who calls us by name and tests us so that we can get to the next level of faith in life. And it's about a God whose promise to us is worth the sacrifice that he might be calling us to go through. It doesn't matter what Abraham went through. It's what Joe went through. It's what Mary went through. It's what John's going to go through. It's what George is going to go through. It's, it's God calls us by name and asks us and says, hey, I'm going to bless you like you've, like in ways that you can't even fathom. Stars in the sky sands on grains of sand on the beach when i when when i talked to god to abram when i talked to you as abram i told you i would bless you bless you bless you bless you bless you but this is next level blessing this is so many blessings that you can't even comprehend it you can't sit and count the sands on the beach you can't count the stars in the sky that's how much God loves you. That's how much God is willing to bless you. If you're willing to let go of anything you love more than God. Challenging, right? I love my wife. Love her. Hopefully, you'll get to meet her at some point. She's way nicer than I am, way more loving than I am, funnier than I am, better parent than I am. She's awesome. She's like one step down from Jesus. You know what I mean? She's that kind of salt of the earth. God has blessed me to be married to her, but she is not 
my number one. She's my number two. I have to be willing to, 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 to put her in my life in that second place. Because nothing can take the place of God. Abraham had that challenge in his life. I really wrestled with this passage because it's, 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 it's a hard passage. I've never preached on it before. I did all kinds of research. I was looking for some of my favorite pastors so that I could listen to how they preached it, right? I was doing the research. And not, not many of them, none of them that I could find have preached this text. And I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I asked God, I said, well, God, what, what do you want me to say here? What are, you, what are you trying to teach me in this, and what are you trying to teach us in this? So here's what I, here's what I felt that God wanted me to share with you. Try, try and stay with me. It gets a little choppy with the language. I think this passage for me and for you is kind of a love letter to us from God. One where God is courting us, saying to you, saying to me, are you willing to love me at least to the level which you love the culture around you. Did you follow that? How many hours do you watch TV a week, a day? Are you willing to give God at least that amount of time in prayer, in discipleship. I'm not retired yet. Some of you are. We either are or had to save for retirement. Maybe God is saying, can you give me at least as much as you're Saving for yourself because the culture is telling you you need to retire. I don't know what it is. I know that as I read this passage and I thought about sharing with you, having a chat with you about how God might be talking to you through me the way the Holy Spirit does. That there might be something that you love that you give more 
time or talents or treasures or energy to, than God. I think that's what the challenge was for Abraham. Abraham, do you love me enough to trust me with your son? Do you love me enough to trust me with your future? Do you love me enough to take the steps necessary to get to a place where I can actually have your heart and bless you the way I want to? There are a couple of stories in the New Testament that that come to mind. The Good Samaritan, right? Um, The Good Samaritan had to trust God in that whole process in ways that the two priests, the priest and and the Levite, didn't. I think the thing that the passage it reminds me the most of, though, is that the crucifixion of Christ with Peter. Some of us have the best intentions in the world. I like to think that all of my intentions are good and meaningful and the right way God would have me go. And Peter said, I I won't deny you, Jesus. I won't deny you. And Jesus told him before, most of you, everybody maybe knows this story. Jesus said, before the cock crows three times, you'll deny me, right? And, And sure enough, it happened. But at the end of John, you have Peter on a boat fishing again. Jesus called him to be a a fisher of people, and he went back to his comfort zone of fishing for fish. And Jesus comes right into the center of that and starts to serve them, prepare a meal for them, and calls them in. Have you you or are you in a place where maybe you've kind of run up against some, some stuff, some guilt, some tough times, some challenging situations, and, and you found yourself back where you started from. And you, you want, you have the best intentions. You want to do what God is calling you to do. You want to do what you think is right. You, you, you want to, you want to, you want to, and, and then you end up back 
Peter gets up on the shore, they, they're, they're having breakfast, and this is where the passages connect, Abraham and Peter. Jesus asks Peter, I think, what God probably asked Abraham but isn't recorded exactly the same way. Do you remember? Do you know? Jesus asks Peter, do you love me more than these? Maybe God is asking you, do you love me more than these? And if he is, I know something. I know something about God. Maybe you know it too. If God is asking you and challenging you in a way that you will grow spiritually and take a step, if he's coming to you and saying, hey, try this. Get out of that space. Go. That there's a blessing in it for you. And I guarantee you the promise of God is worth the sacrifice because it's an exponential blessing. It is a blessing beyond the number of stars in the sky and the grains on the sand. It is a blessing that is promised in ways that redeems relationships, that fills us with love and joy and peace and even conquers death. So I want to pray with you, and then we'll have our closing hymn. As we pray, I just want to invite you to, to ask God, who knows you by name, who knows your struggles, who knows what the next step for you is in faith, to speak to you, to be clear with you, and to give you the courage to follow where he's leading you. Let's pray. God, we come to you this morning and we give you thanks for all that you bless us with. We give you thanks for the hope we find in you. We give you thanks for sending Jesus to this world who died for our sins, who redeems us, who can transform any life Help us, God, guide us so that we might earnestly seek you. So that we might rise to the challenge and, and put all else behind us and have our eyes fixed on you. Fill us, God, with your peace and your joy. God, if there's any here this morning that you're, you're challenging, any here this morning who might not know who you are, we lift them to you, God, and pray for your special blessing upon them so that they might commit to the journey you have set before them, the journey of faith, and so that they might receive your beautiful Savior in their life.
And it's in Christ we pray. Amen. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, oceangrovechurch.com. And you can contact us via email at oceangrovechurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.